BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Just The Sip. It is the end of the year, and today I'm bringing in my friend Nina Parker. Everyone cheer for Nina Parker. And we're going to discuss the biggest scandals and controversies of 2019. I can't wait. And we're also going to predict our winners for 2020. I'm so happy you're here. I am here. I'm I'm 80%. So all I need is 40. Okay. Because that's what you will get. There was a lot of that happened in 2019. Mm -hmm. Almost too much to like handle. Yeah. And to be honest, like I couldn't unpack this by myself. I'm so happy to to unpack with you. Please help me yeah. unpack this because there I'm about was... to Marie Kondo this whole thing. Do it. <laughs> Do it. What was the craziest scandal hmm. from 2019 for you? Probably uh, the Jordan Tristan scandal. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Did you just see that she just took that lie detector test yes. and they just aired it? Yeah. Okay, whose side were you on throughout the whole thing? I don't know if I had a side. I just, I'm like, I'm just more of a right. I'm just like, I'm one of those people that if I'm your friend, I'll tell you when you're wrong. Uh So I don't necessarily know if I have a side. Because I feel like with the whole situation, everybody everybody was wrong wrong at some point. Which is what happens when there's more than one person involved in your relationship. But I kind of, I felt like Tristan showed us who he was. Amen. When Chloe was pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. But I felt like, you know, girls, we're like, we're supposed to have that loyalty, your friendships. And, you know, the Kardashians were family to Jordan. Yes. And I feel like when she walked in that house and she saw him there, the first call should have been to Chloe, like, bitch. Your man, your man is at this party. At 3 a.m., bitch. Come get him. Do you want me to stay? I, do, you need a, do you need a photo? Yes. What do you need from me? But she should have gave her, gave, given her a heads up and either left or stayed until Chloe got there. Yes. The fact that she stayed, they sat on the couch together, that went too far. So I feel like boundaries were crossed. You know I'm big on boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, there were little sprinkles, because we know Tristan was 110% wrong. Yes. But then there were little sprinkles of how it got handled afterwards and everything. And at the end of the day, no one owes you the loyalty with the person you're in the relationship with. Okay, now let's say you only had, because I agree with you, everybody was kind of wrong. At some point. At some point. Yeah. But if you had one, if Tyra Banks was like, I will go ahead and yell, we were all rooted for you. Yeah. Who are you going to give that to? Who are you going to? The most disappointed? The most disappointed. Tristan, right? Really? Yeah. No, because he stole your wallet before. Why would he steal it again? but I guess because they have a baby. You know, I mean, he's probably the biggest disappointment. For me, I was just more upset that I feel like Jordan and Kylie were these two best friends. And for me, because I 
do deal with a lot of women yeah. and I deal with a lot of women because I feel like women are loyal yes. more loyal than men yeah and at the end of the day some of them though I mean there I have them, I have witnessed a few betrayals and been betrayed myself yeah but you know but you know that bitch a minute you see it when she walked in the no door. not no Ooh. that's the thing I've been blindsided before I was blindsided once and it it crushed me I was blindsided what happened one time mm -mm. and I was blindsided and now it but it, what, what I will say is now it has shown me like when you see these little just these little idiosyncrasies in a personality you got to pay attention you to gotta them pay attention. because I think as a person especially if you expect the good from people which you're like that too you you ignore it you'll be like no this couldn't be it they would never no. do me like this they wouldn't do me dirty and I was blindsided so I kind of understand Chloe's reaction when she was blindsided because when you're blindsided the rug is swept from under you and you react especially and that's the thing I feel like if this reality show wasn't in on air or they weren't in season it would have been handled a little bit differently yeah. i feel like it would have been handled a little bit smoother but because it was so public yeah. and because it was so out there we saw every step of the way mm -hmm. and every turn that everyone took right. and for me there had been many times where i want to put something down on one of my yeah. friends's husbands but i always think of what would that do to my friendship yeah. because sometimes those friendships mean more than that good deed it's 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 a weird situation but i do think because kylie and jordan are so young this was bound to happen. I think best friends go through things, especially that young, that rich, like they were bound to fall out. Like when I watched them together, I was like, this is eventually gonna fall out because, because they're too you close. Knew they were too close and you could tell that Jordan did not like being under Kylie and I low key feel like, not that it was intentional, but I think when she had that moment, that subconscious moment where she was like, I should walk away, she didn't because she was still trying to walk in her own light and she was trying to figure her own thing out. Yeah, and I will say, you know, being 21 and having young ho mind myself, I suffered from that syndrome. Mm -hmm. We all did. We all had a bout of young ho mind. Young? Yeah, you had young ho mind. <laughs> I heard, I heard uh, Nina from Oakland story. <laughs> You know, when you have that young home mind and all of a sudden I was a late spurt. I didn't have my glow up until I was in almost my late 20s. I was mm -hmm. 27, 28. And I remember what it felt like the first time that important dude or that agent yeah. or that CEO came up to me yeah. and was like, yay, you know, like you're looking pretty fine. And I remember what it made me feel like. Yeah, and I remember sure, thinking sure. like, you know, I'm going to crush a life or I'm going to step on a neck to get this dude. And it didn't occur to me the lives that I were I was gonna affect. So I understand when you get that. She's 21. And she's just, and mind you, Jordan is just kind of growing into her own, you know, and kind of, you know, when you get that age, your looks start to change and she, her attention from everybody was changing. So it went from being like Kylie's best friend to now people are looking at me the thick for my own thing. One. And I'm, oh, my, my butt got a little bit bigger. My hair got a little bit longer. I'm looking kind of fine. And then you have people who are paying attention to you that might not have been checking for you before. And that's a weird space to be in. Sometimes you go a little far before you bring yourself back in. See, <laughs> can we talk about another situation that I am so invested in? Let's do it. Um, I like to call this the richest divorce in the world. It's when Jeff Bezos announced that he was getting divorced mm. from his wife, Mackenzie, after 25 years. Shortly after reports started surfacing about Jeff and his alleged relationship with former Good Day LA co-host Lauren Sanchez. Mm. So, honey, it sounds like there was an affair, girl. I news, child. If I would have known she was plotting and, and doing all these things. Right? <laughs> I feel like there was no loser in this situation. He left. He got his boo. 
um, his Laura, I mean, the uh, ex-wife left with all this money. 38 billion. If I was leaving with that kind yeah. of money, bitch, I'd be happy too. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to give my exes any coin. I couldn't even imagine billions and billions of dollars. I just got to know, do you think these two are going to go to the, the distance? I don't think he's thinking about any type of marriage right now, but I wouldn't be surprised. It seems like he wants to get a thrill. Like he seems like he's thrill chasing to me. For you to give up that much money, that means that Lauren Sanchez is doing some <laughs> somersaults. <laughs> she remember Naked Gun when she yes. hops off the diving board and into the bed. <laughs> I always say like these nerdy guys, they meet the love of their lives and they have families with them. And all of a sudden they have this money and you go from being a CEO to this famous dude and you're a it's socialite. And you have that one bitch that turns you out. There's one person that always turns you out. It's just like with basketball players want to be rappers and rappers want to be basketball players. Like these guys get these level of fame, but they still want to explore this unknown territory. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like he, you know, Lauren is a former anchor. She's clearly gorgeous. And then she um, does like stunts. So she flies helicopters. And he's into and, aviation. Yeah, does all these things. So she seems exciting. I bet she She does was. seem exciting, you know. I know a celebrity, a big celebrity, who all of her husband's personal assistants, the drivers, the security people, yeah. were people that she hired Shut and up. she pays on the back end. Wow. And he has no idea. Was he cheating? He had he had been in a relationship before and he was oh. kind of he had that he had that um, energy that persona. Yes. Like you walk in a room and you think, yes. oh, my God, he touched me from across the room. Right. Because he has that much heat on him. Wow. And I know for a fact that they have been married for a long time, probably almost seven or eight years. And everybody on his detail is paid. He by doesn't her. know. He has no clue. Oh, child. He has no That's clue. Some tea. That's some tea, bitch. And what and what are their instructions to uh to report back? To search and destroy if something happens? To report back and kick <laughs> a like bitch out of the hotel. Like, and if he does something, then what? The kick a bitch out of the hotel. Like, is everybody martial martial arts trained? Oh, one hundred percent. Like you oh, you didn't know to drive a new jujitsu. <laughs> oh, you had no idea this is gonna be uh fast and the Now your arm broke. Mm-hmm. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can we talk about something else? Let's do it. Anything else that piqued your... I like this. Let me just... You just throw one out. Of, of scandal this Scandals. year? Scandals. Oh. Headlines that got you this year. I mean, year. that TI headline was a little crazy. Yeah, but I knew that he was joking. You felt the whole thing was jovial? I think the whole thing was jovial. No, it was not. I think it was jovial no. in the sense that he did something one time and he went. He did not do it one time. He did. He said that he went with her. You haven't even 16... heard from his daughter yet. So you can't say that. You can't. You cannot go all off of T.I. No, no. But T.I. said, and I believe him when he went on Red Table Talk. First of all, if y'all don't know what we're talking about. You should. T.I. went on a, on a podcast. Shame on him for not coming on this one. <laughs> and said that he basically goes to the doctor's office with his daughter yeah. and checks to see if our hymen he was still intact. Hymen check. And which is idiotic. Yes. And so stupid. Yes. You can't do that. Even if it's your daughter, it's just this crazy thing. Yeah. 
Then whenever the backlash started, he then retreated to the hills and didn't want to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. His daughter blocked him on Instagram. She like shut everything down. And then weeks later, he finally appeared on Red Table Talk and kind of gave his side of the story. Right. To which when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is he's joking. This is like, you know, dad's or mom saying that they're going to do this X, Y and Z or they supply their kids with condos are like, oh, no, no, not in my house. Like, you know, you just had See, that. Going I, felt, up. I felt like it was an extended like he was he, he kind of put, you know, black folks, we put extras on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't think it wasn't. I didn't think it was wasn't true. I didn't think he was lying. I felt true. like the more the, the host that interviewed him laughed, he kind of played into it more. But I still felt like that was his truth. No, he said that he had went with her and her mom on the first merry-go-round when they were like, when she went to her first one. Which, mm-hmm. you know, as a dad, I might go to the first. Really? Like, you whatever. would? My kids won't have a mom, so I might have to, <laughs> I might have okay. to go. In your situation, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, as a parent, like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to go. I think for him, he went that one time. He probably made a joke about it at a Christmas. And his daughter was like, Dad, don't talk about that. And then the joke came up again. To which he had to go and clarify, I hadn't, that wasn't true. I went one time, this conversation came up, but I think somebody was laughing, gassed him up, and yeah. it became a Billy Bush situation yeah. where it was like, oh, these two hosts gassed him up. But you know, he didn't really, he didn't really do himself justice in this interview. He's, he's just very misogynistic with, On, with everything. With everything. Yeah. So it's just, and even in the interview, he said like, oh, well, you know, my daughter getting pregnant obstructs the household but if my son gets someone pregnant it doesn't oh i didn't say he wasn't an idiot i just you know i just i can't with him in 2019 this is the thing about like people that you love or you enjoy their music or whatever the social media has given us such a a big you know like view into people's thought process and what i have learned is i don't need to know how everybody thinks there are some people where i just want to hear their music i just want to do this and go about my business because what I have learned is a lot of y'all ain't got no damn sense. And now I can't listen to any of his music. Every time his music comes on, I got to take it off. Oh, no. that's like, a... It's just like I can't. I'm out. Even Erica Badu, when she was supporting R. Kelly, I was like, I mean, we talk about another scandal. Okay. Since we're going to talk about R. Kelly. Mm. Lifetime's six-hour docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly, brought to light nearly two decades of abusive and controlling behavior said to have been carried out by the singer. Now, while R. Kelly's legal troubles are far from over, many are wondering why it took so long at this point. Do you think people are going to boycott R. Kelly for good? You know, what I've noticed is it's been kind of like, what I say, auntie culture? Yes. When, when, when we talk about, like, Erica and... Like how she was kind of in on when she was tweeting about R. Kelly and people felt like she was excusing his behavior and in turn kind of blaming the girls. Yes. It's, it feel like I feel like there are all of these women that I feel grew up in this era of making excuses for men and finding it and kind of like adapting the misogynistic views of men. Yeah. And co-signing it and being like, well, what did they do? What are these? You know, and I felt like when the story broke, I saw a lot of these, especially older women like blaming the women, like blaming these 13 year old girls. Yeah. Putting the blame. And I started to call it auntie culture because I would be like, 
auntie stop it like you, you know can. it was to me the more conscious people that i was that I, I was seeing commentating on the story and having the most eloquent views about it were women who were younger because it seemed like a lot of the older women were kind of justifying his behavior yeah because the younger women are woke yeah and they have experienced things and they've gone through the revolution of women can control their own bodies and we can't let men keep on getting away with the same things right. But I also think it's this culture of we can't see our heroes that way because mm -hmm. we've been knowing this has been going on for almost two decades. And you know what it is, too? There are so many black people, people in general, but a lot of black people who have attached memories to R. Kelly's music. It's the same yeah. for Michael Jackson. So it's like, step, you know, step in the name of love or I believe I can fly. Uh, locked in the closet. Twelve. Locked in the closet. Okay. Because I'm up in the closet. Okay, can you please? And we're no, no, don't it. sing it, don't sing it. I'm gonna miss that song. I don't know if we got the budget for R. Kelly song, but um, <laughs> I think he would take two, he would take twenty five cents. Like, he, he would might, take he would take he might take it now. now. He, he need that bail money, honey. <laughs> right at this point, he need, he's still in jail. Child, they charging him with something from when Aaliyah was alive. Like they putting him under the jail. He ain't coming back out. I hope everybody said they goodbyes. So, because. <laughs> They wouldn't even let him out for his own funeral. He ain't, he ain't coming back. So them two mm. girlfriends that are still out talking about they still talk to him. Trust me, in a couple of months, they will be doing these interviews. So are you still listening to R. Kelly no, music? No, I don't think I will. I'm going to just do what I always do. Listen to Drake. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, listen to it in the privacy of your own no. home. <laughs> I just put on Drake, child. I just avoid everything. <laughs> Britney Spears, man. You know, Britney has been pretty low key for the last 10 years. Okay. And as a fan, I was ready to go see that new residency in Vegas, honey. Yeah. I got my tickets. And then all of a sudden, it got canceled. Mm -hmm. Then there were reports that came out that said that she wasn't doing that well. There were moments where the conservatorship was being contested, and all these things have happened. What do you think about Britney and where she is right now? Yeah, that was a that's always a tricky one for me because of her mental health. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused by it because I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. I don't know if she goes down these paths because she's been pushed so hard or I don't know if the fact that she has the stability and the schedule keeps her on track. I can't mm -hmm. figure out which one it, it is. It seems like the stability. I mean, it seemed like the conservatorship for years was beneficial no no i think the conservatorship is the move yeah but is being on stage in vegas four nights a week or going on a tour keeping the train on the track or is it causing it to slip i think that normalcy is helpful i think you might be right. i think that normalcy i think when you get up and and you don't know what's going on you're not in charge of your day mm -hmm. you you could do anything we saw what kind of happened when she had that freedom yeah, it kind of can go rogue. And so I think the stability of the conservatorship was very helpful. And I just truly have always believed that everybody in her. I, I have never been of the thought that her dad wasn't was trying to do anything that would harm her. No, but like her dad, her mom, her sister. They all really love her and they all want the best for her. I know there's like the free Britney camp. Yes. And they really feel like. You know, but the thing is, is like this conservatorship worked for so long for a reason. Britney's daddy actually sued the Free Britney movement, the people behind it, and that's how it shut got it shut down. down. Got it. But you know what? Shut me down once, I'm coming back stronger. And what you gonna call it? Free Britney Square? Free, free Britney Pardeur? I just feel like she kept trying to like come back and be like, I'm okay. 
you know, she would post stuff, but she was posting old stuff. I don't think her dad wanted to do anything wrong, but for myself, like, I feel like, you know, I have, you know, friends that have mental issues and almost to the degree of where she is and they have children. And I think at some point in your life and in their lives, their parents are the people that were conservators to them, gave them the rope and the leverage to kind of manage themselves to see if they could survive on their own. But I feel like if you don't give her that space, you'll never see what she can do as her own person. And I do think that there is something to be said for some independence, because I think that if you feel so under the knife or excuse me, under the thumb of someone, then you it might cause a rebellion later. Yes. So I think there has to be a balance. I get it. If you're that family, if you're in that conservatorship, you never want things to get back to 2008. Right. You never want and to go back. that's a fear. I think, you know, whenever something traumatic like that traumatic happens, I think once you kind of move past it, everybody's like, we can never let this happen again. Like, we can never let it get this far. But then do you take extreme measures? Like, right. what's going on now? I just don't know if we'll ever know if you don't give her that room to breathe. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win 2020? <sighs> who do I think is going to win 2020? Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think is going to come out and crush 2020? Well, I mean, J-Lo is doing... She is. We know that she has the uh, Super Bowl coming up. Mm-hmm. Possible. We we know you know nomination. The nomination from the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. But I would love for it to be Rihanna, and give us some new damn music that we've been waiting on for these past few years. We've been waiting like bill collectors for Rihanna. You you know. Give what? us some music, damn it. You are so shady. I want music. You know I'm very passionate about Riri and that music. I want it. You thought that's what you were going to pick? No, you're actually going to get a Beyonce album before that, by the way. You think? Yeah. Really? Yes. You think she'll give us something with the Ivy Park launch? No, no, no. She's going to let that simmer. And then once you stop talking about the Ivy Park launch, uh-huh. then she's going to drop she that album at midnight. She loves to just midnight. drop it in there. She Beyonce love loves to just drop a little season on your life she when you love think it's dry. Mm-hmm. She loves a drop. I'm fine with that. I just really miss Rihanna on my radio. You know, yeah, but you know what? It's like going to therapy, hoping a man comes home. It's like you gotta give yeah. up on that man. I, I feel like Rihanna went and got cigarettes and never came back. Never came back. You know, I'm just like, can we? Can, hello, never. We're came still back. here. You know, and she, I know she's busy being a mogul, and she really has changed the industry in a lot of ways with everything that she's doing. She's had quite the 2019. But yeah, I would, I would say like that's my hope. But I don't, I don't think we're gonna get music till we stop asking her for music. I think you're gonna get it in quarter four. You think? She because she had that reggaeton album coming yeah. out. You're gonna get it in quarter four. Okay. But she's like your mama when she's like, keep on asking me about it and you ain't gonna get it. Yeah. She will keep and pushing. And the thing it back. is, it's like, you know, and I think this is the thing. When you get older, things change. And this music industry, like people aren't making the money they used to make. You could have a billion streams and or let, let me say this, you can have a million streams and still be making five dollars. And still not make a lot of money. Um I did a, a recent a random a recent interview with Tim McGraw. And he was talking about how they make no money off of streams. Like you have to be one of the top selling artists to really make money from streams. Like you got to be the best of the best to make money from streaming. Everybody else is like, you're making a little coin, but not millions of dollars from streams like you would back in the day if you were just selling out CDs. So he was basically like, we make all our money from touring. Like you, that's why so many people tour because that's really where they make the most of their money and they have to have these multiple streams of income where they have a clothing line or they have this and hope they're not in a 360 deal. I think Renee Zellweger is going to win 2020. What? What? Have you seen Judy yet? 
That you think because of Judy she gonna win twenty twenty? I think she's gonna wake up and there's gonna be a reassurance. She's still got that bad show on Netflix. She, that's gonna go away somehow. <laughs> We're gonna erase that from Netflix. I tried to watch that show. I kind of like what if you liked it. Yes, but I'm corny and I'm cheesing. Oh love my gosh, I was like, ooh, this is like a telenovela, honey. It's good. It's not that good. I like it. Mm. I love she it. She's not gonna win twenty twenty. You're crazy. Um, I kind of think Lauren Sanchez is gonna win twenty twenty. <laughs> Because she won 2019. You just want to be friends with her so she can give you some money. I just want to be on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you are angling right now. No, no. And you, I, I have to tell you, if, if anybody is going to end up being her friend, it would be you. And then if it is you, please just call me. No, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. I can see you on her yacht. You know what I'm going to talk about? Mm. Our 2020. Our 2020? Yeah, what you, oh. want, what you want out of 2020? Oh, man. Um, well, I'm one of those people who believes to keep it close to the chest. So I won't say what I want. You got something cooking. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. But I will say, like, manifestation is real. Good for you. And I will say that, um, you know, knowing this has been, 2019 has been really crazy for me because I feel like it's going to sound really crazy because I feel like, but I feel like this is the first year I really knew my worth. Good for you. And I think sometimes we fake say it, like, I know what I'm worth. But I went through a lot this year that I had to I had to fight for myself the most this year. Yes. I had to fight for myself the most in pretty much everything. My personal life, work, and relationships. I had to like really stick up for myself and set boundaries. And for and when you what I've learned is when you set boundaries, the people who don't want to abide by them make you feel like you're crazy. Yeah. Because they don't want to respect it. So it feels like it's too much. Yeah. And um I just really like really just kind of came into like accepting who I was and like really loving myself and still loving yourself means, you know, you have opportunities to grow, but just really being like, I refuse to like settle for anything less than what I feel like I deserve. And I'm not going to feel like I'm nuts for wanting these things. And I really feel like once I started feeling that way, they started coming. Wow. And I feel like I was kind of like saying I felt these ways about myself, but like, it's one thing to say it, but it's one thing to really mean it and apply it and and be willing to sacrifice relationships because of it. Yeah. Wow, we had the same year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, like you, you get it. No, I get it. You, I get you, it. You get it. You know, I feel like 2020 is going to be a lot of change for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of life changes Yeah. Um, that I'm really excited about and I'm nervous about. But at the same time, I'm really ready for yeah um and i think it's Your a 2020 year. is gonna be good i can feel it 2020 is gonna be the yeah me. i'm really excited yeah um i'm also i made a deal with myself that if any man didn't walk into my life by december 31st then 2020 is a year of me and i'm not dealing with dudes i'm just it's about that cash and about yeah. that grind yeah um and i'm also going to find myself i'm going to find Cause there's three versions of myself. Yeah. I'm going to find the one, like I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. Cause I've never pushed myself to the brink or I've never demanded what I thought I, I, I deserved. I always demanded what I needed. Yeah. And obviously what I need and what I deserve are two different things. There's mm-hmm. a big gap between them. Um, and you know, I saw, and I, I came and I saw, I've just not conquered anything yet. So I'm just excited to take on that conquer in 2020. Yeah, I think you have conquered. 
for sure. But I understand you wanting to, you conquer one battlefield. You're trying to conquer the whole, whole place. No, I just want, you know what? I want, I want, I think sometimes in your life, not everybody sees you for what you're worth. Uh And, you know, it's not anyone's fault. Right. I just want to be around people and surround myself a thousand percent in every aspect of my life with people who see see me. And, you know, and I think that's why we get along, because I think we see each other. We We see see each each other. other. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers Cheers to 2020. To 2020. And 2019. Because 19, you can go to hell. I hope you never come back. No. Done. You, you stay where you at. Mm-hmm. If it was on fire, we wouldn't spit on you. Maybe I would run a little bit mm-hmm. just to reset it on fire. Okay, exactly. Okay, you guys, that's all we have today. But to watch this podcast, you can actually head over to the E! News YouTube channel and click on Just a Sip and click on My Pretty Face. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and let me know exactly what you think of me. And follow me at The Lady Sitter and Nina Parker at MZ Gossip Girl. Ooh, yes, Ms. Gossip Girl, honey. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.